For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz with you. And it's always a pleasure to welcome this gentleman to the program. And obviously a key weekend for those of you who have only three games left to get out for life as uh, we have the conference championship games and in the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, and I'm going to welcome him with a, a losing proposition. I just got a, a message that friends of mine are getting married. So if you're thinking about a losing prop, uh, Brandon Lang, I mean, uh, would that not be it? The guy has it made in the shade. He does whatever he wants. She loves him. She does a lot of things, uh, you know, that he likes to do, but lets him go off on his own. Now all of a sudden they're going to tie the knot and um, ruin a good thing. I, I don't know. What would your advice be? Well, you, you get married because you want to have a kid. Um, and my biggest piece of advice is this. And it's the truth. And I've had this conversation with billionaires. I've had this conversation with guys that work at Wendy's. If you're getting married and the girl you're marrying doesn't take care of whatever your number one sexual fetish is, <laughs> it, it just, no, stay with me here. Yeah. This yeah. is not going off on trannies or whatever. This is, this is legit. Mm -hmm. I've had billionaire guys agree with me. If before you got married, you have a fetish. And I would use Tiger Woods as an example because he's the perfect example for what I'm about to say. Yeah. If Tiger Woods got married to Elon Nordegren, and you can look at Elon Nordegren, you can look at pictures of Elon Nordegren, and I've walked 18 holes with her, and you can tell she's a prude. You can tell she's not a freak. So let's say Tiger's number one fetish is I, I like my toes sucked. And when you blow me, I like three fingers in my ass. <laughs> now, if Elon Nordigan is uncomfortable sucking Tiger's toes mm. and yeah. putting not one, not two, but three fingers in his ass when she gives him a blowjob, what is Tiger? <laughs> that's his number one fetish. That's the number one thing that gets him off. What's Tiger was going to do? He's got to run. He's going to go outside go the elsewhere. marriage. Yep, and he's, not, yeah. like, he's not going to run. He's, he's going to keep the marriage and, and the kids and the, and the nice, happy home. But when he's yep. on the road, he's going to go out. He's going to find a Perkins waitress. Yep. Yes. Put yep. three yep. fingers yep. in his ass. He digs when, it in the van. Yeah, when, exactly. When he blows in, he's going to find a Gold's Gym receptionist in Texas who will put three fingers in his ass. You know, Tiger comes out of a workout and says, oh, my God, you're Tiger Woods. Yeah, how you doing? Great. Listen, um, you want to meet me at a hotel? Uh, I want my toes stuck and three fingers in my ass and give me a blowjob. If you're on board with that, let's go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yes, and that goes back to my initial point, is that yeah. if you're a guy and you have a fetish, 
you better be completely honest and completely transparent with what you want from this woman. Because if she does not get it to you, it is only a matter of time before you go outside the marriage and you find it. If it's a, if it's a hot blonde midget in thigh high boots that you want sitting in a chair watching you and your wife go at it, then you're going to have to ask her if she doesn't mind having a midget in the room. What, whatever the fetish is, you don't even know what the fetish is, but you better be honest. Because marriages can't survive unless that freak, that fetish, that itch is scratched by the mm. significant other, or you will fall in a long line of guys who will then find it elsewhere and keep the marriage going. And then eventually you get caught, and then there's divorce. That's it. Yeah. Well, one of our uh, key uh, philosophical principles is uh, also, uh, Brandon Lang, that uh, everything changes as soon as she says, I do. Yes. Everything well, changes. Just, okay. Not really. Not, you mean, might have experienced I mean, some of that uh, in uh, your marriage, which, uh, you know, you, you've implied that uh, you, you would be inclined to mow her down with a B bus if she was walking on the Las Vegas uh, Strip. No, nah, I'd rip her heart out. Mine on my truck. Yeah. On the it's I-15 still not a favorable prop. Going, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the I-15 freeway going back to L.A., I get the salt pack of Coors Light, chips and salsa, and I would sit on the freeway and watch these semi-trucks run it over one by one. That's that's my, <laughs> my that's my game plan. So that's that's marriage one on one. They're gonna nag you. They're going to you know, you're gonna go upstairs and leave the light on. She's gonna go upstairs, come downstairs and say, Honey, you gotta stop leaving the light on. You'll go upstairs, leave the light on, you'll flick it off, you go downstairs, sit down, we'll stay at work. They nag. No matter what, they nag. And it's not so much that it changes when you get married, mm. it's just that no. while you're in the courtship stage, you overlook yep. the nagging. Yeah. Because Very much so. Is good and it's all this and all that. So people get married because they're lonely. People get married because they want to have kids. People get married because they're tired of waking up in the bed next to their pillow. But again, it reverts back to sex. It really does. If that fetish is not met, you're gone. Uh, you're gone. You you you'll have marriage is doing no, no doubt. You have your you have your. So there we go. All right. Uh, last weekend, very interesting stuff. Uh, and and uh, our friend was screaming uh, during the uh, Jacksonville game uh, that uh, he, he was cursing uh, the memory of Mike Tice, who uh, he implied <laughs> had uh, developed a strategy of down 10, uh, getting into field goal range. I mean, uh, just just barely on the fringes of field goal range and kicking the field goal uh, while time was running out uh, and, and then figuring, OK, We'll recover the onside's kick, and if we get that, then uh, you know we'll we'll pursue the touchdown then, which uh, in some ways would make some sense. But uh, to to those who were laying the points with the Chiefs, which uh, I, I ended up uh, you know being in that position, uh, that, that that's a strategy that should be eliminated and ruled out of the uh, NFL, <laughs> is it not? I mean, hold what, on. what are your thoughts on hold that? Hold on, hold on. First of all, your boy Brandon Lang here. Is that backdoor field goal away from being a perfect five and zero in the oh, NFL nice. playoffs yep, yep, at yep. BrandonLang.com? Now, okay, let's go back. So mm-hmm. when they get the interception, and there's four and a half minutes to go, they run the ball on first down, and they pick up six yards, and the Jags take timeout. Now. This is what a fat idiot Andy Reid is. Yeah. You just picked, you just picked up six yards on first down. Yep. 
there's probably a very good chance that you probably could run it two more times yep. and pick up the first down to pick up four yards. Yep. And instead, he calls the pass play out to Tony and picks up nine for the first down. Then he runs it three times in punt. He's such a buffoon that if he runs <laughs> it twice and picks up the first down, He's still got that pass play in his flat yep. pocket for the next series of downs. Now, if he had only picked up one yard on first down at the second and nine, yeah, use the pass play. But when you pick up six, there's him and Eric Bieniemy. Or I, I can't stand. I absolutely can't stand it. Yes. <laughs> you know what it is? It's Mr. Drummond, a hundred pounds heavier with Gary Coleman. That's, what <laughs> That's exactly what they are. And, had he done and this is why he doesn't get these head coaching jobs because he's actually a poser. I would be, be 5-0 and oh in the NFL playoffs. Now, your boy can howl at the moon all he wants. But if Doug Peterson had not elected to go for the field goal and the onside kick because there was you know, a minute to go, I'm telling you, they were going to go down and score anyway. But the Chiefs didn't care at that point. They, they didn't care. Steve Spagnola didn't care. He didn't bring up blitz. He rushed four. They were tired. Their secondary is a sieve. They got two rookies back there. And Jacksonville was going to score anyway. So whether they kick the field goal or the touchdown, it was going to be three or seven, no matter what. So that's that. All right. You know, Saturday right. I lost that. Sunday I came back with the Bengals over Buffalo. I called the Bills a fraud all year long. I called Josh Allen a fraud all year long. I called Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott frauds from last year when they lost to the Chiefs the way they did. I said they should have been fired. They rehired him. Their owner, the only good thing he has going for him, he's got a nationwide big deal there. He didn't fire him. He brought back Laurel and Hardy for one more year, and they figured out a way to box it again. So now what do you do? Well, you set your quarterback down, and, and you literally put in a clause in his contract that he loses $50,000 for any every interception he throws. And if his turnovers exceed 10, he gets 100000 for every turnover over 10. That eliminates Josh Allen from doing stupid things that cost us hundreds of thousands of dollars a year with his, with his incredible decision-making, most notably the Sunday night against Green Bay when they were laying 10 and a half. They're up 13, and their third goal is the four with five minutes to go, and he throws an interception, and he just throws a win, they kick the field goal. Then they're up by 20. When Aaron Rodgers goes back to where we all come to 10 and a half. But nope, Josh decided to not make sure we covered. So four and one. That's how we break it down, and that, ladies and gentlemen, brings up the championship Sunday. What do you think? Two things. Let's start with the Niners and the Eagles. I am so sick and tired of people saying how great the San Francisco defense is. Mm-hmm. I am. I want to vomit. People just keep saying, oh, they're the greatest defense ever, and their defense is so good, and my God, they're going to go into Philadelphia, and they're going to run this team off the off the field because their defense is going to shut down Jalen Hurts, and they've won 10 games in a row, and Brock Purdy's the next Joe Montana, and this is just the greatest thing ever. Okay, let's go back. They lose to the Atlanta Falcons on the road, 28-14. They gave up 28 points to Marcus Mariota. Let me say it again. Great defense of the Niners. 
great defense. Marcus Mariota. Next week they come back <laughs> home. And Patrick Mahomes puts yeah. up 44 on them. Since then, who have they played? The L.A. Rams. <laughs> L.A. Chargers. That was the 22-16 game where the Chargers were inside the Niners 20 like four times. And Brandon Staley went for it on fourth down like three times instead of kicking field goals. And it was just absolutely <laughs> pathetic. That was the game yeah. that just was was literally brutal. Seriously, just brutal. Um, after that, stay with the B-Lang trip down memory lane here. Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Eh, yeah. New Orleans Saints. Miami Dolphins, two or three turnovers. Eh, Washington. Now let's go to week 17, the Raiders. Jared Stidham, like a closer in the bullpen, who's sleeping all game long, gets called for the ninth inning to come in, comes off the bench against this ungodly defense. And our boy Jared Stidham goes 23 of 34 for 365 yards and three touchdowns. And they almost beat the Niners outright. And then, of course, they played uh, Dallas. Now, let's go to the Dallas game. Stupidest thing we've ever seen in our life. The pick that Dak threw in the red zone, Dallas was about to take the lead. It was second down and two. Why is Kellen Moore throwing there? Why is he throwing there? Why, why, why is he throwing there? You're about to take control of the game. He drops back, Dak back, Dak goes to six, nine to sit down and score, man, it's all up by ten. That was it. Second and two. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore needs to be running a dead car wash back in places. That's all I got to say about that. So with that being said, I've called the Niners. Overrated all year long. Philly's got a better offensive line. They got a better defensive line. The Niners have, are the number one team in the NFL giving up passes of more than 25 yards. Secondly, Brock Purdy played two road games this entire season. At Seattle, at Vegas. At Seattle, he struggled. They scored 21. It looked very, very, very shaky. At Vegas, he actually played pretty well, but Vegas doesn't have a defense. Now let's see him go on the road. In this atmosphere, probably the link is going to be out of control. Philadelphia will take care of San Francisco. Philadelphia gets pressure on the quarterback at the highest rate of any team in the NFL. Brock Purdy has faced the other four, two, three, and four. He said it's worse three games. Why? Pressure equals problems. Philadelphia minus the points. Now to KC. They beat them four in a row. They beat them four in a row. Then they'll go in there and beat them five in a row. Joe Burrow owns Patrick Mahomes. I said (laughs) this a couple years ago, and I'm going to stick to this. Patrick Mahomes will be lucky if he wins one more Super Bowl. He's going to be the Peyton Manning of this generation. With Peyton only won two Super Bowls and had to go to a different team to get his second Super Bowl because they had an insane defense. Patrick Mahomes will be lucky to win one more Super Bowl. Why? Because he's got two quarterbacks that he has to go through in Joe Burrow and Josh Allen for the next 10 years. 
Joe Burrow's no joke. And as long as they keep Boyd, Higgins, and Jamar Chase together, that Cincinnati team is, is, is going to be the new team in the AFC. I'm telling you right now, that offense is unstoppable. They beat him three in a row, or four in a row. He'll beat Patrick Mahomes again. Cincinnati, I'm in the one. I'm with you, Cincy and uh, Philadelphia. That might be a little bit frightening. Uh, people that yeah. want to uh, get I mean, and you're dynamite on college basketball. Forty to one, by the way, on Iowa State. I saw <clears throat> to win the NCAA championship. Uh, we've been following them, and they did have a big win. After you mentioned uh, to keep an eye on them uh, here on the show. Um, Listen, how do people uh, get more of uh, the uh, Brandon Lang handicapping systems and uh, information and and insights? BrandonLang.com. That's it. Last time we had uh, last night's top score plus six over Temple, lost by three in OT. Temple coming back home on Sunday. They knocked off the number one team in the country, Houston. Came back home to Philly, party like it was uh, like they were going to the electric chair the next day. South Florida yeah. went in there. By the way, your South Florida Bulls are now a perfect seven and zero against the spread mm. away from home this year. Keep a little eye on your South Florida Bulls. Excellent, my friend. All right. So always a pleasure, Brandon. And I will keep you posted on all our future developments. So hopefully that yes, stuff sir. will uh, start to solidify itself and we'll all get rich. And uh, th- thanks so much for being with us. Bye, right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Lang. I appreciate it. Brandon Lang, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Lang. All right. Uh, we will uh, catch you uh, tomorrow, South Florida Live. Uh, you guys, uh, if you're fans of this show and the uh, podcast here on uh, Believe Networks, uh, please feel free to uh, dial us up. South Florida Live is the channel, the Defoe Show, and you catch uh, Luby and me. And uh, we uh, give you uh, two hours of uh, full-formed uh, sports splendor uh, here out of the South Florida area. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Brandon Lang, uh, I, I hate to say it, I mean, but I, I agree with his two picks, Bengals and uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, so that, that may, uh, you know, compromise his chances of winning. But <laughs> if you're Brandon, he's obviously a very confident man, and, and you know that he goes to bed at night thinking, you've got to believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.